just an update. Um, you know we had three listeners. We had three. Well, we have three listeners. My sister, my mum, and my dad. Yeah. We've got one. Oh. Mum and dad. And Hashtag not listening. Hashtag not listening. And then, <laughs> so my sister voice noted me being like, um, I'll just let you know, mum and dad are about four episodes behind. And then you can hear my dad laughing in the background of the voice note. And I was like, all oh, right, okay, it's a bit rude, but that's fine. And then mum texts me frantically being like, it's just because I can't get on cruise on Spotify. I'm catching up, don't worry, don't stress. I was like, it's fine. <laughs> We're also available on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher yep. for the Apple Podcasts America. is free. Yeah. Hey, 93 listeners at the last. That's just on Spotify. Ooh, I don't want to get you excited. But if I was to combine it with our... Apple listeners, pretty sure we're a Centurion podcast. <laughs> so there's seven on Apple. Maybe more. One of them is me. <laughs> Listening to my own podcast. Is that the one The one account that's like, number of streams, there's six episodes, number of streams, 30. Probably. Yeah, I go to the Apple store once so we can just put it on every <laughs> device and leave it play. Let's do that, let's get our numbers the up. Then we could get paid to do this. Yeah, that's how Which it works. Which would be the yeah. end goal of this. Well, with numbers like 93, I'm saying this only time, should we do a live stats we're, update? We're going places. No, don't do it live. Why? I don't know, I just feel really weird about that. Okay. Um, got some questions, but um, that's, not the top, that's not the topic of the... Uh... No, I've also... So I checked Chopwood Carry Water's Instagram account, and we've got one. Um, no, no, we haven't got one. We've got some. But um, can I just take a moment to address one of them? Yeah. Have you seen them? Yeah. Um, sorry, just bear with <gasps> What? Look at the top. 97. Um, so we had a question. Well, we didn't have a question. What would you like us to talk about in the podcast this week? Um, at Tommy Longcrack put fishing. Neither I or Tommy Longcrack are qualified to talk about fishing. It's Tommy Longcrack, uh, Tom Dolman. Tom Goodman. Gilman. Goodman. Yeah. The accomplished um, fisherman with Kerry. The, yeah, the really accomplished fisherman. We are not qualified to talk about that, nor are they. Okay. Maybe we're so but if you want to join our network when we've got a network with a fishing podcast that talks about your underwhelming catches. Ignore Mickey, when we get to the question <laughs> section, we will... Welcome to episode 7. Episode 7. Episode 7. Of the Chopwood Carry Water podcast. Mandy's Book Club. Mandy's Book Club. Murder on the Georgians. I can't remember the other titles of her books. It's been a rough week, Mickey. Is that how you feeling? Well, having spent some time interchanging text messages with you, <laughs> yes. Don't throw me under the bus as well. I thought, I was, so I listened to last week's and was like, nothing is going to get me as wrong. Like, I am not going to go on another rant. Because last week's episode was difficult for me to listen to. And, and then this week I was like, I'm just compiling a list of things to the, rant The about. UK was like, hold my beer. Wait, I've got some things that I think I can get you to talk about. And yeah. it did, it, it did a really good job. <coughs> Fair play to the UK government. And people in general. It's okay, this is good. Maybe we'll just change the name of it to Counselling for Mickey. No, let's not do that. How are you feeling? I'm okay. It just felt like, um, I don't know, this week has felt like an impending sense of doom. Like I feel like Chicken Little 
when he's like, the sky's falling down, guys. Mm. And no one wants to believe him. But do you think that had you not been away and had a week more or less off-grid... Oh, last week would have been a breakdown, this last week, if I hadn't have had a week away. But is it a double-edged sword? Is it also then swinging back at... You know, have you noticed that sometimes you go away and you're busy and you don't really, you know, your screen time is down mm. by 560%, your number of pickups is two a day, and then you come back and you're like, see, I don't need social media or phones, I'm going to be a new person. And three days later you're like scrolling through Facebook watch videos mm. on loop at 3am being like, I've got to get up at 5. Oh my god. So, obviously not 3am for me, but... Um, yeah, I get caught in a loop of, um, have you seen the hairdresser reacts videos? Brad Mondo? Yes! <laughs> yeah. They're so good! He's a staple favourite in our household. Also, I love him because he's always so positive. That's the dream collab. I'm so, Brad Mondo. <laughs> You're not Brad, listening. Brad, I will cut my you hair off. You are not off. listening. But he's always so positive, he's like, okay, they've done a terrible job, but... I, but I love it when he starts out, tra like, as if he's going to be snarky and mean. And then and it's then like, oh, actually, it's no, okay. It's, Have it's you met so his dog? Good. No. He's got a puppy. <laughs> and he gets the puppy to choose. So but he does um have you met Manny Quinn? No. So he does he does hairdressing as well on his channel right. with Manny Quinn, the mannequin head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he gets his new puppy to choose what style he's gonna cut the hair. Oh my stuff. god. He is a human. If you haven't needs. discovered Brad Mondo, go and check him out. I mean, I, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm kind of plugging an unsigned band here. He has got something like 12 million subscribers. Oh, he's like but super famous. But if you haven't seen it, you should go look at it because it's just amazing. It'll bring joy to you. And then wife. like when at the end, when they've like done their hair and he's like, oh my God, like clapping. He's like, he looks amazing. Also, someone needs to make a super cut of just the first 30 seconds of all his videos where he just sits down and goes, he just basically bigs you up and tells you that you're beautiful and that you should live your best life. He's the friend we all need in our lives. He's actually a hairdressing, like you know those Joe Rogan motivational videos on YouTube where they put epic music and then he just talks about, they're great but they're really macho. He's just, just like a, Mondo. yeah just like a sassy version of that where it's like you should, we should but be able to cut them. But it feels genuine as well. Yeah for like sure. Like it's not like just for the sake of creating well, just the sake of being kind. He's like genuinely a kind human. There we go. Anyway, that was such a sidebar. But um, you should go watch Brad Mondo videos on the watch section of Facebook. When you're allowed to travel again, you should go get your hair done. Hair done did by Brad. I wonder how I much that would I cost would appreciate that. You wouldn't appreciate an hour sitting in the salon with Brad talking to you, touching your hair. I don't like You're like, oh, you have, to actually you have to touch me to get oh, my hair. Oh, God. I've actually loved the fact that we can't touch each other. <laughs> Can we just clear that up for the audio podcast? You absolute weirdo. No, not just, like, as in, like... The, the social norms requiring... The physical, population, like, yeah. yeah. I'm really up for it. Michaela's a hugger. I'm not. When quarantine... <laughs> Oh, don't worry, quarantine was over six weeks ago. Quarantine was open the week after it started. Um, no, I've just really enjoyed that all of a sudden. Not all of a sudden, but there's not just such a, oh, we have to like hug each other for everything. Oh, we have to... I just am not up for that kind of life. A fist bump is more than adequate. I'd take it further and even be like having to see people in real life. 
you just want to do it's all interaction over Zoom from now on. I mean, I'm not sure the interaction's necessary. I just <laughs> put stuff out via Zoom and do what you want with it. Fair. But if you, okay, boil down, mm. if you took a thousand conversations you had last year, how many of them actually required interactions or how many of them could be covered with a generic if you just broadcast to everyone you meet? You know, in the future when there's AI and like augmented reality and glasses, I'm like not could laughing. you just walk around and then when people see you, they can walk off and then just a video of you plays <laughs> on their screen. It's like, hi, how's it going? Good weekend? What have you been up to? Ah, oh, yeah. Any news? Yeah. Done. What do I do for a living? Oh, I work here. Yeah. This, that, let's just do Team that. Team sports. There'd be a generic one for what season oh, we're in. Oh my god. Or you could probably tap out then. You you could do updates on team sports. I could be like, oh, well, Whereas, I'm actually there for that com Like, I actually want to be involved in that conversation. But yeah, the start it goes like, bit, I'm it not, goes like I'm and it just cuts to you frantic like, oh, and be like, oh no, we're on the team sports section. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about stuff I care about. Yeah, not that I don't care how my friends are doing. Oh god. Breaking news. To anyone hashtag still listening, who's no Mickey's friend. <laughs> they aren't. Now. Well, um, I can save you that pain. I haven't got any friends, so I don't have to worry about them not listening. You do. I'm one yeah, of them. Yeah, I'm brought, here. That's I why I brought you to the mind. podcast. <laughs> Are you going to be like, um, I'm just going to start voice noting in? Yeah, I'm not even. But, well, you said Zoom is the way forward, so I'm just going to zoom in. From just be one. like, here's the stuff I'm angry about this week. No, don't. No, don't I am really me. aware that this. That I don't want this podcast to turn into stuff. Just Mickey's. What is Mickey really angry about this week? Podcast. Because I want it to be a celebration of really good positive things that people are doing, and oh. interaction with and positive interaction with people, not just me being like <laughs> I we, hate this thing. After we spent the last three four minutes talking about how we want to er eradicate all interaction with humans. No, I like interaction, but I just don't want to touch them. Okay. Oh yeah, it's me that doesn't want to. You don't actually want to interact with people. Yeah, I just want a platform to vent. Well, I mean, it's good and it's bad. I just don't want I, if people are feeling the way that I'm feeling. Sometimes the last thing you want to do is then get caught in a cycle of listening to people talk about it and then getting more and more frustrated. But then also at the same time, it's quite nice to listen to people venting about stuff so that you don't seem mental. The echo chamber. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's an interesting topic. I had this conversation with one of the mums from school yeah. who was walking their dog last night when I was walking the dog. And the notion of... So <laughs> this person had said something about other parents in mm -hmm. front of her daughter and her daughter then walked straight over and told the children of those parents what she said mm -hmm. well so that basically that's the premise of the story and she was like i had to take accountability and own it um that's actually bad. i actually did that when i was a kid yeah it's really if, bad. well if you're gonna say it you've got to own it once you put it out in the universe but the notion of i don't think vent there's a difference isn't there so i was you know obviously it was a great chance for me to impart some wisdom on this poor forlorn mm. human that was stuck on a dog walk with me um so i was discussing that i don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to share your frustrations with someone if you know they're on the same page as you so yeah. say you were talking about let's use school as a context okay uh no less something you'll otherwise when did you leave school? Three years ago? Yeah, about two days ago. 
Come on, uh, level results. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? You never left school. You just keep finding a new. Yeah, I'm still in well, education. I, I just want to go to grown-up school now. My parents were like, "Are you finally done now?" When I first submit my thesis, I was like, "Ah, I think so." Is it when your mum was like, "Because otherwise, I don't have to buy more of that clear stuff to cover your books." Oh. Were you young, were you old enough to ever no. have to use that? I was always furious because the year above me got to do that and then at some reason at my year group they were like no you can never cover your books but we used to have is it um, because you don't need to it, like you just said screen protectors <laughs> we just use ipads yeah by that point um, they, they dumbed down GCSEs so much that you probably didn't need to write anything did oof. you like back in my day oh christ what were no o levels yeah you had to memorize the entire bible and war and peace and insert some other long book here like that you just couldn't think of another long book there why I'm, re I've, I'm read either of those two. So. Um, <laughs> no, they were still. No, they are legitimately hard anyway. They never got easier. Oh, God, you're part of that generation that's like, well, they've got easier. Everyone gets A's now. Excuse me, everyone's part of that generation. You just bump it on. I've never said by, that. By those standards, by 2025. We're just going to be giving out certificates. You probably just need to arrange fridge magnets for a degree. <laughs> oh, goodness me. It's going to get some backlash. I mean, I would. No, I would. But, like, I do know that of my parents' age, when they did, like, an English literature degree, mm. they weren't allowed their textbooks. You had to memorise stuff. But as a caveat to that, when I did my English A-level, I didn't bother bringing my textbook to the exam. I don't remember having my... Yeah, you were allowed... To, you, I did Chaucer, and you were allowed to, tran you were allowed to have your book with a translation oh. written alongside. So when I didn't turn up with a book and asked to borrow one, my English yeah. teacher was a little bit tri triggered, to say the least, Lovely. and was furious and was like, well, how are you supposed to, what about all your notes? And I looked her dead pan in the face and said, if I was to walk home and bring my book from home, it wouldn't be any there, would be no, there would be no difference in the amount of notes to the blank textbook here. Oh, okay. So you would have had an exam on your... Chaucer, yeah, which okay. is written in so old English. So I had coursework on the, a similar thing. Yeah, so, so I did get, yeah, so. Like an easier version. That's not an easy version. We'll get on to education. I don't think we should today. No, I think we should. Um, anyway, so, school as yeah. a context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that someone, like you're a teacher in a school. You could be a teacher in a school, I guess. You know a teacher in a school. Yeah. So if that, if that person is in the staff room and you've got a common frustration which is Mr Jenkins. Mr Jenkins is a nightmare. He's always bursting into classrooms and just borrowing pens and being really frustrating and he's done it to you and you know that he's done the same thing to your colleague. I think you two on lunch being like oh, I just need to say this mm. Mr Jenkins is really annoying me yeah. with his behaviour. I don't think that's a problem. I think that's healthy to share some frustrations and then the other person in the ideal world would be like, so what are we going to do about it? Yeah. Not just, oh my goodness, mm -hmm. well, you won't believe what... Yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't use that voice. You could be like, well, oh my goodness, whatever. Um, not all angry people are Welsh or can. Um, <laughs> however, if you were in the staff room and one of Mr Jenkins' good friends is sitting there and he said, oh, did you see Mr Jenkins' new tie? Isn't it cool? And you were like... Not being funny, but you may not know, but Mr. Jenkins regularly disrupts my classroom, so you want to be careful. Right, I get, yeah. So I think venting is very different to trying to subvert someone's opinions about someone yeah. else. If it's a 
safety measure, as in, hey, don't get in the car with that person because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're a little bit touchy. Yeah. Is very different to being like, well, I don't like them, so you shouldn't. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Which comes back to like the blanket rule of why am I telling you this? Or Ugh. why are you telling me this? I have to ask, like, asking myself that question before I say things is like one of the biggest things I've learned in life. Well, going by six episodes of the podcast, maybe you could ask a bit hard. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Um, yeah, because sometimes you write things out in text messages and I'm like, why am I saying this? It's not helpful to anyone. But sometimes then I also do feel better when I'm like, I just need to say this. Yeah. Like, you don't have to react. I'm just saying it before I implode. Like, and then that helps. But yeah, I think you're right. There is a big difference between venting for that reason to help and then finding a solution rather than just trying to vent and then twist someone's opinion to match your agenda. Yeah, or the danger when you vent with someone else that vents and it just increases... Ugh, your anger and stuff, yeah. Like Facebook. Yeah. And then it's really strange. So this morning... This morning or last night? Last night was really good. And I didn't... Because yesterday I did a lot of typing on the You did a lot of typing yesterday. Um, But then someone posted something which, you know, to me is at best uninformed and at worst pretty abhorrent um, and I thought yeah I'm gonna go and let them know the error of their ways and then I just thought no I'm pretty sure I know why they're writing this it's because they you know the context of their life and it there's enough facts to back it up but I was like I know that I'm not the person that's gonna have the impact here but they stuck out like a sore thumb mm. And I was like, well, actually, I'm glad it's here because it reminds me that not all people, I mean, this person is not going to be listening to this, but not all people share my views. And you need to hold that in your mind when, yeah. again, the Tories win the next election. It's like, I but everyone think, I know votes. I, and I think that that's what makes being alive in the world really interesting is different opinions. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have different genres of music. We wouldn't have different types of art we wouldn't have loads we wouldn't have discussions with people if there wasn't differences in opinion i mean i'd be but, okay without like outward racists so. but no but this is but as long as your opinion is not at the expense of human rights or at the expense of someone's feelings and but i was i was thinking of a good way of subversion is if we set up chopwood carry wood genetic testing so you know it's quite you expensive to wood, carry wood carry wood yeah well don't want to be too associated <laughs> it's early um well yeah you chop wood then you carry the wood <laughs> or you get your bucket and carry your water um <laughs> if we you know you can do is it 23 and me and you can find out your heritage yeah like your dna profile yeah we'll just set up one but we'll be like it's totally free so free and everyone right, yeah. that sends us don't send us a blood sample in the post but everyone that contacts us we can be like oh we can just do it via just answer these three questions on facebook and we can find out your heritage i just thought about but we just send back to everyone facebook. yeah you're from africa because <laughs> <laughs> you all are yeah like, oh we, we traced it back and you're 100 percent human uh and you're from the cradle of humanity which yeah. is yeah, you're all african you just walked well you didn't your great nan yeah but essentially you did at some point no i like that idea let's do that there we go let's just give everyone a taste of reality for a bit we're all from the same race 
just but for I mean, some reason. Some people feel like they're it? better than Instagram others. have a what nationality are you filter where it spins around the top and tells you that you're Estonian. Kerry Pillow's Jamaican. Yeah, Kerry Pillow's Jamaican. Yeah, apparently. No, I like that idea. But maybe show. that is, on some level, trying to sow the seeds of... You may sound, it may sound ridiculous, but why couldn't you be Jamaican? If, if you just... Yeah. Let's do it. Don't send us blood samples, but if you want to have your... I'll put Mickey's address in the show notes. Don't do that. If, you, if the postman could fit it in amongst all the flipping I coffee she I have, gets. I've had a quiet week this week in terms oh, of free so um, I have a word with your agent. Well, it's like um, when they do what do they what do they do with the celebrities? What's the program on BBC? You, you are. Is this something that's on TV in the last five years? Because you're asking the wrong. I, w- I would be really shocked if you haven't watched it because I think this is something that would be up Kerry Street. Oh, but is it, it the one Danny Dyer found yes. out was related to the royals? Um, and then, but then someone like debunked the whole thing and was like, well, essentially, we're all related to the same royal family. Like, we're all going to be related. Like, if you trace your family tree back enough, and if you how dare you? You would all be related. Anyway, no, because there's not a there's not an ounce of reptilian blood in me. Let's <laughs> not go back to the conspiracy theories last week. Uh, so yesterday, well, no, I'll talk about it later. Uh, we had a question about reptiles. Did we? Yeah. Oh god. I just like that that theory. I hope it's not testing my knowledge on it. You say that as if it's an actual thing you could have knowledge of. You can have knowledge on it. <coughs> you can become an expert in anything. Yeah, Maybe. I guess I guess you can. But I that's not something I would say I was an expert in. In fact I wouldn't say I was an expert in anything. I'm sure many wouldn't say that. Well actually that's something I wanted to talk about today. It's a great yeah. it's a great transition. Nice. It's a great segue. Yeah, seamless. Hang on. The bin men will probably turn up soon. So <laughs> makes a really good audio podcast. Not being an expert, yeah, is I think this is an interesting one because we are two different sides of the coin there. In that, you have pursued things to the nth degree, mm. Doctor Michaela James, <laughs> uh, and it's yeah. I was wondering if we are built differently in our brains. So, in terms of I would envisage if you were going to play the guitar, you'd be like, right, I'll download some chords, and then you'd learn one chord, and then you'd be like, okay, let me, I enjoy this, Pick let me now, na- no, you would then be like, I now need a tutor, and the next 12 years I will yes. dedicate to the craft of learning guitar. Yeah. Whereas I would be like, and this is from exact experience, learn a power chord, realize that that basically meant I could play all songs not properly but all songs that i like yeah and i went cool i'm gonna start band of completed guitar and never pr- i i am mm. as i am the same at playing guitar now as i was 20 years ago yeah no i think that's exactly it that is a good uh, example to use so yeah, and, what- but even then i think if i was like an accomplished guitarist i'd still be like nah that's not me I've still got so much to learn. Which, it, I mean, that's fine, but the idea of being an expert or being Henry's... Like, you wouldn't know Henry's cat, would you? Mm. The cartoon. 
No. So the the tagline is he knows everything about nothing right, okay. and not so much about that. Right, okay. And I was like, that's me! <laughs> you are Henry's cat. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm an authority to speak on stuff like that because I don't know. I, do, I don't know if it's built into my brain that that's not going to happen. Shout out to Martin Lynch who's going to my house. He's going to be late because the barbers aren't open yet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, well, I just, I, I am always of the opinion that knowledge is, I, you can't complete it. Say it, say it. Oh, I thought you were going to say knowledge is power. No, that's not, that, I wasn't even going down that, sorry. To oh, disappoint you. Um, that knowledge is, like, you can't ever just complete knowledge. There's always something to learn. So to call yourself an expert on something, I think is quite like, this is a personal opinion, but I think it's quite an arrogant thing to be like, I have, go I have completed everything there is to know about this subject and therefore I'm an expert on it. But it's constantly changing, like every subject, we are learning so much about stuff all the time and as things, you know, as we get better at technology, as we get better at discovering things, things it, it changes, you know, and then you turn around and say, oh, what we thought was true com is complete rubbish now. I can't think of an example of that. But like, like theories in science change all the time. Yeah. Health knowledge changes all the time. So, to that, that, that that's just a personal thing. But to be like, oh, I am an expert in this field. Uh, I just don't. I don't really like that phrasing. No, but the and that comes, I think, back to the edge, the kind of the subversive point about education. I was hoping to get to. But the idea that. Not even calling yourself an expert, but the, the practice of what it takes to become... So if you, like Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hour rule yeah. for mastery is... I guess anyone can do it. It's just quite hard. I've never found... I was I was trying to work out, like, oh, is there anything I've Got stuck close to, to 10,000 hours with. Yeah. YouTube. <laughs> what is watching it? Watching TV. <laughs> I'm a master of watching... But everyone's a master of watching TV. Yeah. Because it's a very low... 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 Barrier. Yeah, low... Rude. Uh, low barrier to entry. Um, Alright, seagulls. Um, <laughs> but it's, it, it's the notion of how do we... Is, is it only one way is good and everything else is a failure? Would, I, would my life be infinitely better? if I just picked one thing and stuck to it? No, or is I the don't... sum of my knowledge... I wouldn't be me without that. Yeah. But then the argument would be, well, being you ain't so great. Mm. But then if you look at some of the most intelligent people that you know probably have very little common sense or very little practical knowledge of stuff to just live as a human being, like that's one argument. And then also if you're just going to deep dive into one subject, how much are you missing out on other things that could help improve your life or help but it, develop you as a person. And I think it's how you put things in context. You probably do, you definitely, you don't probably, you definitely need people to be into the minutiae of a subject. That's yeah. the way we push things like that forward. However, how it then applies to the wider world. Yeah, so this is one of the, one of the biggest bugbears I have about working in like science and academia is that some people are so bogged down in like the tiny minute details of what they're doing that they cannot communicate what they're doing to other people like they've just forgotten that there is other stuff in the world that might 
be more interesting or like the fact that they've just they're so they they believe that what they're doing is so important that they just want people to get it without having to explain it so you go to conferences and it's inaccessible for other scientists there let alone people and then they just are not interested in communicating it could be the most interesting thing in the world that's going to change people's lives but they are like no i'm not communicating this in a way that's accessible you either get it or you don't get it educate yourself to come up to my level rather than me trying to communicate it and make it accessible so you have not like knowledge and people that are very very adept at hyper focused research analysis discovery but they are not necessarily the best teachers yeah the best communicators mm. so what you see what i've what i've noticed in my ten thousand hours of watching tv no um is that there's always a need normally for a middle person so you have people that understand and have worked out how things are built or you know when it comes to fitness like they, they're so far down the rabbit hole of cellular level kind of activity but they can't make it accessible to the people that would benefit from it yeah and then you have people that are great communicators that oftentimes maybe having they resonate with the information because it it it's like the detail that backs up their instincts mm -hmm. a lot of stuff we discover eventually makes sense yeah because it's there's a universal truth to it but you couldn't or you, you can't just say oh we should do this because it just feels right to me mm. you can be like what dr mckay james said that your cells are osmosing <laughs> that is not the twice science a second. that i do so. yes. Uh, anyway, if anyone needs uh, a private medical, no. I am not giving out medical advice. Do not ask me about that. Th does this scar look weird to you? <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, I think there's a, there's a role there of like communicators, but when it comes to education, um, schools right now. I've, this is it. Are you ready? <laughs> I mean, I've just rolled my eyes because you know I'm triggered already. Like my like there is. I'll just get it off my chest, but everything going on with it right now it just makes my heart hurt like that's the only way i can describe it like i'm so angry about it it's not my heart it's gonna be another part of my body that's <laughs> like but it makes my heart really hurt and it gives me that feeling in my throat where i'm like i'm really angry and sad i'm everything is there a word that's like i am every emotion about this thing i think it's mickey i'm mickey I'm about this right yeah. now i've I am mickeying about this. Yeah, it's called being a Hufflepuff. Oh no, it's not. I have all the emotions and none of the capacity Words. to, yeah, <laughs> to I just can't to do anything about it. Yeah, okay, let's go. It's yes. called em empathy. You're very empathetic. Oh, to the point where it's crippling, but yeah. Mm. So, I've read some stuff that has riled me. Um, I Look, I had a great time in school. I put the minimum effort in and got by fine. Um, I totally like if if you were to hold up. Well, my teachers did hold me up as an example of like don't. Don't like, open pill either. They categorically said to people in the year below me, "Don't use open pill as an example," mm -hmm. which is great. Thanks. I'm not going to name you. You know who you are, which teacher. Um, but the notion of education. 
being measured by exams really annoys me. Um, however, so there, someone said the other day, I think it was in the Financial Times, <laughs> just a disclaimer, I was not buying or reading the Financial <laughs> Times. I was reading clickbait articles that took me to the Financial <laughs> Times. But they said, oh, but for some children, they, they've worked for years now towards an exam that isn't going to take place. And I just thought, what are you talking about? Surely knowledge and education for its own sake. Mm -hmm. the, the fact that... Well, that's the problem. That sentence is the problem, is one of my biggest problems with education, is that you only ever teach kids to pass exams. But take the exam away. Yeah. Well, so right, some... right now, they've basically taken the exams away because they said... Well, they did physically yeah. say there's no exams because of the pandemic. So, but even if you'd, they'd worked it out and you could do your GCSEs by Zoom, if you mess up an exam, doesn't mean you don't have the it's knowledge. It's not a measure of you as a person. But also there are people who know, I can speak from personal experience, there are people that know far more about a subject than me. They've memorised it, they put the work in, they just could not cope with the exam pressure no. and got a worse mark. I'm I, I got to the point. I'm so enraged. I'm trying to act so calm that I'm gently tapping He's my gently hands together. Um, I feel like if chi is a real thing, any minute now a fireball will just <laughs> I'll hadoken you by accident. <laughs> um, the idea that somehow your knowledge vanishes because you didn't write it all down in an hour, and for some professions, being able to operate under pressure is a real thing. Yeah. However, what they do for that is they continuously work under those conditions. So yeah. whether it's in the military or they don't say to doctors, well, you got one shot at operating. Yeah. Um, no practice beforehand or we'll do a mock operation. Um, and then you just in, but if you mess that up, you don't get to any operations. Doctors kill people all the time. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the number of people who've sued? It, I mean, it's in the the hundreds, if not the thousands, of people that have had stuff left inside. Oh, yeah. Them. So um, if you read This Is Gonna Hurt by Adam K or Adam McKay, he basically is like, people leave shit in people all the time. Hey, is that available on Audible? That is available on Audible. Audible, if you're listening, you can have that one for free. Go. Yeah. Don't, don't get Audible. Isn't it owned by... Supervillain Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Is it Amazon? Yeah, it is Amazon. Buy it off the author, face to face. Yeah. With cash. Sorry, you really led me up a garden path with that. Because I was like following you being like, yep, yeah, audible, blah, blah, blah. And then you were like, no. Hey, like, don't <laughs> that be, a, don't that be ridiculous. The best way to subvert Amazon is to take their money. Jeff, hook us up. You can have an ad on this podcast every week for... Six hundred thousand pounds. What, what are we doing? saying? What's the price? Six hundred thousand. Right, yeah, it's on a sliding scale. If you own a small business in Swansea, sixty pence to get you an ad on here. But Jeff, is his name Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we'd be on first. Yo, Jeff. Yeah, Just, Jeff. I mean, that's loose change. He's got that. He Just, could give away six hundred thousand pounds. He's got a money pot. He could give away six hundred thousand pounds a day, every day forever. Yeah, I'd still be and really rich. No, and he'd still be getting richer. Yeah. I think it's a crime that he doesn't start here. 
Yeah. I would give like tens of pounds away if I had six hundred thousand pounds. Tens of pounds. Tens of pounds every day. I'd be like, here. Have Here's ten pounds. Yeah, but to some people, ten pound is more money than they've An ever seen. Infinite amount, yeah. And we're all money. Anyway, back to our education point. So exams, not the worst thing in the world, but shouldn't be the infinite measure. I don't think it's. Ha Let's just get this rant out. If you are entrusting teachers to teach children and build relationships with them over many years, and then they say, this is the grade I believe this pupil deserves, you 100% have to back that. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the notion that a um, privileged minister can say, well, we don't want people to bear... I, I mean, you can go and add me on Facebook if you want to see my rants about this, but... We understand that this situation is terrible, but the whole education system, if you trace it back, isn't... Why are we not teaching young people to learn? Like, the skills of learning, Yeah, not we've had this discussion a lot. Like, not on a podcast, not recorded, but we've had this discussion a in, lot. In our virtual... We do podcasts, like, <laughs> like eight daily. times a week, and um, we just don't record them. Yeah, like, why are you not teaching people to learn and pursue things that, like sets their souls on fire basically yeah. like in school it, this is really hard because I always feel like living with a teacher and then me talking about education is one of those things I feel like I've just poured the petrol on the floor and now I've I'm just going to take a match and just you should be able to as like even at primary school level if there's something that interests you and it like it captivates you and you want to learn more about it you should it should be actively encouraged that you go and independently learn or go and pursue something that you or collaboratively yeah learn. exactly because if you're constantly pigeonholing kids into being like you need to know all about this really specific thing that we cover in the curriculum and in the curriculum we only ever celebrate good things about British history so like there's a fundamental flaw in the curriculum anyway is if we're only ever going to celebrate things like let's only ever educate kids about the Celts because that was a really good time in our history because we were quite badass at that point then we're going to skip ahead and then we're going to just talk about like the Victorians but we're only going to kind of touch on them a little bit we're not actually going to talk about how much they're involved in like the slave trade ETC um, but if kids were like oh I'm really interested in this missing middle patch should I look at that and then they can find out loads and then we wouldn't have a load of racists now I mean, we would because of the deep mimetic frame yeah. that they've been brought up with. But, but, like, I just, it really bothers me that you're not allowed to actively go and pursue things that you, you find interesting in school. And that if those things that you find interesting are not conventionally, are not conventional intelligence, then they're just completely dismissed. Like, things like photography and music. Oh, I'd do a B Tech in that. Don't get me started on B Techs. Because. I did a BTEC as my in, in sixth form, and ever since, so you're doing it now, right? But I left school, I went and did a BTEC, and from that moment I left school, I was the thick kid, because I went and did a BTEC. And then I was like pigeonholed into being like, oh, she's really thick, she's pursued a BTEC, she hasn't got A-levels. Then I went to university and did like, the stupid people's course, which was like sport. And then like, the whole way through, it was just a running joke that I am really not very intelligent. And that, like, a first-class degree in what I did, well, you, you cheated because you did sport and you did a B-Tech, so you're kind of here, like, not really here, but you're here. Who's got a fucking PhD now? 
I was like, please get up and say, look at me now. Also, uh, this is from your mum. <laughs> it's just a PhD. It's not an F in PhD. But if I... Really let yourself down there. Sorry. Try it again. Just say, look at me now, Beatrice. <laughs> well, you just said that. If we're going PG, then we shouldn't have any swear words. Look at me now. But if... But that's like... Something, it, it really bothers me. I don't think anyone should ever be told that they're stupid. It's my number one thing. Don't ever tell anyone that they're stupid because nobody is stupid. And you took your stupidity to the end, to the max. I just doubled down on You're that. You're a doctor and stupid. Thank you. No, but if you constantly tell kids that if you're just going to be the sporty kid, you're not intelligent. If you are going to be the music kid, uh, you're not intelligent. If you're going to draw, you're not intelligent. Stop training people in schools for jobs. <laughs> yeah. That, so, giving a foundation in the skills of learning would be far more relevant. Yeah. And also, I think we'll do a whole side hustle on education. How to fix the education system. But imagine, as just like, just once a week, in school from the age of five it was like plumbing carpentry there is like really progressive you know, like, yeah there oh is... you're gonna live in a building here's how you fix it here's how you maintain cars <coughs> not putting garages out of business and plumbers out of business because there'll always be a time where you're like this exceeds but basically not feeling helpless as an adult and then yeah. the only people you know the people that were then pigeonholed into those professions missed out on mixing with different like you know like the it constrains them and disempowers other people whereas if we were all working on like how far think of the business skills that might be missing there because you did oh well i did bricklaying and i didn't get taught how to run mm -hmm. a business whereas if they you know they could be far more successful yeah in the same way humans yeah it's not that they are suffering but i everyone who didn't do that is suffering because they're useless yeah there is like you know if you read the new welsh curriculum if you're interested in that sort of thing you know they're proposing a complete curriculum reform in 2021 that's problematic now because we've missed essentially a lot of schooling and they're still going to pressure teachers into delivering that in 2021 but if you're interested like go and read it there are progressive steps to making a more like learner-based curriculum where you can independently learn and you can go and look at things that interest you and pursue things like that. I know that there are some schools that do like that do have work experience and do offer kids the opportunity to go and do things like bricklaying and plumbing but whether those opportunities are being given to everyone or whether those opportunities are just being kids given to kids that don't want to be seen by Eston but it's everything. It's, I feel really the fact that you, that we say bricklaying, plumbing, you know, hairdressing, well, already, child, that just, childcare. Yeah, we know. shouldn't have that. We're already like the way that we're talking about them is like a, in a dismissive like. And it's not. I'm actually not saying I wish I knew those skills. Yeah. I wish that I could just plumb stuff in my house and be able to be like, oh, I want to take that wall down in my house. Cool. I know I can do that. Mm. I think that would be amazing, but. You don't. You don't get taught those things. Those things aren't important. And then, it, I don't know. It's just, 
I've just got a really big thing about people being told that they're stupid for no reason. But the school system, here we go, conspiracy theories and debunking time. Someone someone let us know how wrong I am. It'll be Kerry Hunt for us. In, in, in tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> being like, that, wrong. The school system was designed to train factory workers. Which Ooh, is why they were lined I... up in rows yeah, yeah, facing yeah, yeah. forwards mm -hmm. so that you could go and be more productive. Yeah, well it's why the PE curriculum was developed the way it was because it was designed to make people more efficient workers not to be able to live their life like, like the best way. And also, if you go back to ancient education and I mean, take it right back to say like the Greek mm -hmm. society it was loads of philosophy and mm. le like collaborative learning and discussion as well as like all the physical, you know, the birth of the Olympics mm -hmm. but not sit down and memorise facts and it's been proven that our brains and there are people that are very capable of memorising stuff but that yeah. is not how our brains are built no and also if it's in a book why would i need to remember it when i could just go and access yeah, it teaching me it. the skills of how to go and yeah i agree find it um so yeah education it, well pe is a great example oh pe is physical education <coughs> no it's mm -hmm. not it's sport yeah and 100%. if you're not good at sport I, I'm definitely not touching that one because I'll start swearing. What? P and the... Don't, because... Well, I'm a super athlete and they, they failed me. If P I just did a gym from the office look at the camera yeah. there. I was like... <laughs> if if P had been really on it, they'd have recognised... I could have been a... F Sally Gunnell, Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt. Daily Thompson or the PE curriculum actively fails pupils constantly. It's been decades of the same sports, the same skills being taught in schools, and yet nothing has been done to change it. I go to conferences and I speak about the PE curriculum. I have like objective and subjective evidence that the PE curriculum is not working for teenagers in particular. And every time I speak at them, I will have someone that's 30 years older than me come up to me and be like, oh yeah, um, I really didn't like PE in school. And then I'll have someone come up to me that's like, I don't know, five years younger than me and be like, yeah, I didn't like PE. And, it, and they don't like PE for the exact same reasons. Yet we just completely ignore it. But then why would we address it? Because only thickos do sport, so... Well, yeah, it doesn't matter. What, what did you just say? Only thickos do what? Sport. Well, yeah, exactly. PE is not sport, yeah, exactly. is it? That's the problem. Well, yeah. But it was, e it was easily packaged up as sport. It was like, oh, join the netball team, mm -hmm. or and depending on where you base, it was football or rugby. Yeah, but you, it's just in a, it's in a, I don't know any schools that do anything outside of netball, football, rugby, hockey, athletics. Hmm. And then if you want to do athletics, it's well, or if you want to do any of them, it's all based on, are you the best? Yeah, it's always competition. And like that's not even you don't even need participation medal. It's not that. It's just the act of physical education not sport sport is an expression of your physical yeah. education and i think if you were going to look at the PE curriculum and you took sport out of that you we're not going to have a um we're not going to have a decline in sport we're not going to have a no, decline people, in people people are going to play sport competitive anyway. kids will be competitive kids they will actively seek out opportunities to be competitive if you're brought up in in a family that loves sport you're already playing sport by the time you're four 
and also and at a club by the time you're four so by having a PE curriculum that is more based on physical literacy about moving about having fun not competition in some cases even more unstructured play then you would have children thriving yeah and then a massive uptake in sport for the rest of their life yeah you wouldn't have people coming to you at 50 years old being like, I have done nothing between the ages of 5 and 50 because my experience as a PE was so terrible. Also, big laughs when they're like, oh, we couldn't possibly do... You can't take a skateboard school because it's dangerous. But at the age of 13, you can go and play rugby, full contact rugby when you're 7 stone against 15 stone adults yep. who are the same age as you. That's fine. Yeah. Nonsense. Complete nonsense. But, <laughs> but rugby has a culture of conformity, of... Uh, Homophobia? <laughs> no, but... Yes. Yeah, no, 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 but that wasn't my point. But yes, rape, like racism as well. Yeah. Ru don't even get me started on the racist culture in, inside rugby. In South Wales. In Swansea. <laughs> in, in, like, in your small pocket of where you're playing rugby, but... Rugby brings instills the cultures that you want in a workforce. Of people, you stick within the rules. You are polite to each other. You, it's teamwork, discipline. Um, you can look at the RFU's five principles of rugby to look at how it translates into being a like a like a contributing member of society. Skateboarding, on the other hand, has lots of connotations around not being structured, counterculture, not doing as you're told, like just being in areas that people don't want you to be so of course they're not going to allow that in school but also i mean the values are important teamwork so but just because that that whole notion if you think that skateboarders don't work collaboratively yeah you only have to go and look at so like homemade large-scale concrete skate parks that exist um massive like overcoming of barriers across the board because it's been well completely ignored by the mainstream there's been yeah. no funding nothing and then, i guess there's an argument like i'm all for like skate parks being built everywhere 100 percent. but i do wonder if it's all given on a plate well it's not because you look in america where there is skate parks everywhere and now you've just got nine-year-olds that are better than any adult has ever been at skateboarding. Some of the ever. videos coming out of like America of kids on skateboards is insane because they are allowed to play freely with no adults getting in the way. There are also those full parents that are like no do it again no do it again mm. but worst case scenario you just end up awesome at skateboarding. Yeah. So if I could have my time again I time again as if I'm 90 years old I, well, I've always said my number one job I would love to be a professional skateboarder okay now you've said it the 97 listeners are going to hold you accountable did you ever watch um, when are you going to start you skateboarding didn't. I've said this every summer for the past five summers I've been well, like, I'm going to do skateboarding this summer well no but I just you know when you've got a little bit of extra time I'm like this this is it <laughs> why are you laughing at me did you ever watch um, Made on MTV? Have you ever heard about it? It'd be, <laughs> it'd be like, Is it like the real world? Uh, no, nah, it would be like um, someone being like, oh, I've always been too embarrassed to say it, but I've always really wanted to try this. And then they would have a professional and that would come and teach them. So they used to have people being like, 
I've never said it, but I've really wanted a wakeboard, and then they'll have like six weeks of like intensive wakeboard training, and then at the end they'll be like, I'm gonna do a comp, and then that's how like, I just felt when I was like, I've always been a bit embarrassed at it, but almost like if there was a, an establishment publicly funded to help you pursue your interests with educators. It just needs a catchy word. Mm. Something cool, you know. Something cool. Something cool. School. <laughs> something cool. Some cool. Some cool. School. 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 Mm. Yeah, but the educations and when you bring that forward, so if you learn the skills of learning, like how to learn, how to collaborate, and pursue things, I think we'd see like problem solving. Yeah. And given, you know, being given adversity and overcoming those things would give a much... And, and the, the wild time frame that we all adhere to, like you have to learn this by this time. There are certain fundamental development stages in human... Yeah, but that's more... That, a biologist We're talking about more like, like early years and... And then the window at like 40. Yeah. But that's... And all of that is much more around like emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you neuroplasticity, romantic friend, um, is a proven concept. You mm -hmm. can always rewire the way your brain is worked. It depends on the level of trauma and mm. work, but that notion that you can continuously learn, but it's a you have to work it. Yeah. Um, but how do you apply that? How do we apply this? How do I become more like Dr. Michaela James? Should oh, I become more like that. Dr. Michaela? James? No, I don't think that that's... No. no. But there's value. So one of the things, like consistency is key. You mm -hmm. know, showing up, doing work. And I was trying to work out, well, are there things that I have continuously shown up for and done and tried to actively learn? And yeah, like my... I've worked with young people since I was a young person. Mm -hmm. And I've... In a completely informal way, other than the qualifications I had to have mm. to legally... Um, and my job like I've always followed you know and tried to keep up with the latest information and kind of delved into the science around it and it's been a staple part of my life going forwards but if someone was to look on paper they'd probably be like oh you did a cash level three play work mm. x amount of time but I also feel like well you know that's just been because I'm interested and it serves me yeah but the idea of how do you... I, I've been listening to a bunch of stuff based on like how do you, you know, learning hacks and uh, And I don't agree with most of it because it's, you know, you've got two sides of the story. People telling you that you can be like the most productive ever and then people telling you like, oh, you don't, you know, it's a pandemic, chill out. Um, but just, I think that time goes by regardless mm -hmm. so if you took some of the pressure off yourself from other stuff learning would happen by default yeah but yeah how do you how do you identify those communicators yeah fried you know well yeah I, d I don't really know i don't know what the answer to that is i think i need to sit on that for a bit hmm. and how do we create a space where people can feel stupid and talk about stuff and be a bit so it's the white belt white belt mentality yeah. that you as you talked about like oh it's uncomfortable to call yourself an expert yeah because 
as soon as you do, you've probably stopped learning. Yeah. So the notion of, you know, you might be further along or you've accumulated more time. You know, your your learning age of anything is not the same as your age. Mm-hmm. There's, no, not at all. There's 12-year-olds who've got a greater learning age of certain topics yeah. than 50-year-olds. Yeah. Um, and also, if you've got a learning age of 50 years, but it was all one way with a closed mind, it's not the most... No, not at all. Tune in next week where we try and piece Bro. our lives back together. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, I was just trying to think of like... I my brain, my brain's just fried now. But no, I agree with all that. Let us know. So, I, you know, with the podcast, we're a whole seven episodes in now. So as veterans of this game. I, I listened like to a podcast the other day that had a thousand and thirty-two episodes, and I was like, "That's really good going." Well, that's part of the it. So the fake it till you make it notion, dangerous territory. But if you do the job you want before you have it, mm. your worst case scenario, you'll realise it's not for you, and you're not very good at it. Mm-hmm. But if we all had a bit less fear, we could make huge progress. Yeah. So with the podcast, I've been, you know, you, you kind of think, well, seven episodes in, you know, it's a lot of responsibility now to the audience, to the buckets and the baskets. To the buckets and the baskets, you know. Um, they want a lot from us. They're expecting a lot. And then I was like, ah, oh, you know, it would be great. I, we, I listened to a really good, a, a few episodes of This American Life, one of, one of kind of the pinnacles of podcasting. And I was like, oh, it would be so good to do some, like, well-researched... Well, don't, like... No, no but, only because... No, but, like, as in, like, something that we're really passionate about. Yeah. Kind of spend the time, make the story, edit it all together, put it together... And I was like, oh, but that's a lot of work. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Uh, no, but I was like, I realised, well, that doesn't have to be an either or. We could do that no, as we well. we could do that both, yeah. But I also feel like if we, I take this as you're going to, as I'm about to say this. Here we but go. But I think it would be disingenuous if we turned around and was like, oh, here is, we've put together something that's super structured and we're going to go through it point by point because that is not how me and you communicate. No, but it would be... And really other people around us would be like, I have never had a conversation with Mickey and Ernest ever gone like that. Like, but then we'd still have this. Yeah. Well, but I'd the be idea of like... You no, know, but some of the times we were like, show notes. You are doing it in the oh, show yeah, notes. Yeah. <laughs> Ish. Yeah. So it's just me that you have the issue with no, doing no, 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 It'd be no, really no. disingenuous but if you just... try to talk about something seriously. No, that's not what I'm saying. I, that's why I said take not with all it. heroes wear capes. Martin Lynch in the house. Yes. Is he, oh, is he actually is in the actually house? actually eating him, yeah. I'm not in it. It's like Inception now. He's going to like see it. This, we're going to ruin the... What do you call it? <laughs> the mystique behind the body. <laughs> oh, is this like the Wizard of Oz? It's just me and Owen in the garden. I'm not sure. He's being harassed by Bo and Albus. Oh, oh Martin Lynch well. just had a, a COVID haircut. This isn't very good content, is it? But no, I'm not saying... I'm just saying... 
What Mickey was saying. I wasn't was saying that it's just Owen. No, that not it's at all. okay for her to. But make. I feel like all of my conversations I have that are really like meaningful are me being incredibly like sporadic, like going from topic to topic. Like the conversations me and you have, very rarely are like. You are making the point I'm talking about. What I'm oh. saying is, it's not an either or. <laughs> and if I want, no, if I not. if I am drawn to things like that. Mm. And I believe uh, that we have something to offer in that sense. Yeah. We should just try it. Sorry, I said sorry. <laughs> I've had two sorry. Coffees. I've had two coffees and now I'm being really combative. <laughs> sorry. No, it's not an either or. We can we we could do both. Yeah, the way you said could then. I just crack on on my own. It's fine. Oh no, you can't leave me out now. Captain show notes. Nope. No, nope, blown it. I'll go. So shout out for anyone who wants to collaborate. You can collaborate, but I'm going to fight the you. The only rule is you don't bring a flipping... Leave the top off! <laughs> I do it every week. Um. But yeah, thinking about the number of things, you know, like the fail fast, fail often. You know, I, I, I do the fail often bit. But the idea that people should be trying stuff and you never know. You know, where's the line between sticking at something that is just not working? But also depends on what your goal is. Who cares if it's fun? Like I don't care. Yeah, I can really if zero people listen to this. Yeah. So I had a conversation with someone. I care that you are listening, no, but I, it's not I, a measure yeah. of why we're doing it. No. So I had someone um, be like, "So how many listeners have you got?" And I was like, "I actually, I actually don't know." Loads. Ninety-seven. Um, and and when I was like, oh, I actually don't know. I think it's, I think it must be near a hundred now or something. And then they were like, ah. Oh. I was like, cool. So that's their measure of when they think this is worthwhile. So yeah, the number of listeners is not a measure of why we do it. No, because it's fun. But it's lovely to the connection with people is really cool. Yeah. But I think you know, if we do it a thou thousand episodes, we may be no better at podcasting. But we might be amazing at it. Yeah, but it's also good that you get... Oh, God, take this in the right. It's nice to have structured time where you spend time with someone that you enjoy talking to. Yeah, I agree. I think so. You should all start a podcast. If I you... think everyone should start a podcast. Yeah, just don't compete with us because uh, that Jeff Bezos money needs to <laughs> make its way... <laughs> No, but then, yeah, I've, we've spoke about it a million times before about in terms of like measures of success and like doing what makes you happy and that a lot of what makes you happy doesn't fit in with society's measures of success, blah, blah, blah. But this is, I think... But that's the notion, isn't it, that society's measure of success, it's all within our control. So right now, when the government do dumb things, businesses should be like, oh, don't worry about that. Mm. Forget you. Well, grades. I really liked your comment about how. Um, Thanks. You haven't even said which comment. It could be you know the one where you were really racist. I really like that. Owen was never racist. Cut that. <laughs> All right. This is well, why I shouldn't have two coffees while recording podcasts because I've just become an asshole. And you sw a sweary. <laughs> okay, the, I think, but that's true. It's you value who they are as a person and not what they got. At that on that day and of ABB or whatever it was yeah I, but it's also the fact that there are universities which are deemed as like better 
than others. I get that there's a difference in tutors, prof sorry, professors, um, but if you think about the whole way our education system is set up, it's all it's all classist. Like, yeah. So you should I not be deprived from university because, like, the people that are told, oh, you're not clever enough to go to university, it's like, no, university is not geared towards... Well, it's everyone. not accessible enough for everyone. That is what you should reframe, reframe the question to be. Like, everyone should be in university all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you've smashed your job for the last 15 years. Here we go. Yeah. Here's a measure of what you can do that's as valid as a degree. Mm -hmm. You've been in the parks coordinator you've you've maintained all the grounds you're an expert in your field yeah. <laughs> an expert yeah crack on here's an honorary what well, i don't want to devalue your doctorate because but no but i also feel like it to devalue it i wrote a lot of words yeah you did no but there's there's value in that there's the show it you know yeah because i yeah look i didn't go to university but that doesn't mean i didn't show up somewhere every no, day exactly. and do something the difference between me and you is just that i'm ancient no but like disc men cassette players records <sighs> sega master no but I, I just i don't know what i don't even know what the point was <laughs> the difference but, like, between me all and the difference is... between me and someone else is that i had the means to go to university and i had really supportive parents that pushed me to do it and all those everything was stacked in my favor to go like, I am fully aware of my privilege to say that I got to go to university. And I realised that there are people that could not afford to go or were not deemed intelligent enough to go, but probably would have absolutely thrived on the courses that they chose to do. But we've created a situation where the barriers that exist and the pressure that we put on young people at a time where it's completely counterproductive yeah. to do so. Like the, okay, so you can take it down to daylight savings time and the number of people who are injured because of daylight savings time <laughs> on the commutes to school. Right, yeah. But also, science will say that teenagers are far less likely to be cognitively performing at their best early in the morning. That's a biological thing that you can say, that, and there will be exceptions to the rule, but we insist that school starts at a certain time ends at a certain time yeah if education was really interested in educating people yeah. it would be responsive yeah not reactive response it would be proactively looking at the and it would say okay from the ages of 14 to 16 you start in the we just do afternoon education because the morning's a waste of time mm -hmm. and you're more likely to get hurt or yeah but no no we just do it when it's convenient for ministers to be in Westminster, probably. Well, it's, it's just stacked the wrong way, isn't it? It's not user-based. No. Even the new curriculum is saying, oh, it's going to be curriculum-led, and it's going to be led by people that have no experience of that and were educated in the other system. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. And here's the support for implementing the new curriculum. Just start in September. Here's the PDF. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. There's zero buy into that if it's not built. I, I have said for a number of years, <laughs> I have said for a number of years, I believe that this way we educate people is going to become dismantled. Schools are going to become 
if not redundant, they need to evolve because the pace of technology and advancement is surpassing at an extraordinary rate. There will always be a need for schools, but the way we do it right now is not the best way. No. And in <laughs> controversial. Well, like, you know, like universities, if if universities can exist without you having to physically be there in person, yeah, it's starting to. No, you know, I agree with that. And if school can be done by a blended, you know, the what they're saying is the value of schools was never the actual information. It was the interaction with the teachers. It was the socialising. It was the emotional intelligence it was p it was the arts all the stuff that they don't value when you go back i know but as much as i agree with that school will will be and should be dismantled as it exists right now until it stops serving privileged white middle class people it will never be addressed they'll just continue to offer the same system because it serves the people that the government want it to serve. Well, it's the argument, isn't if, it? If it like, continues... It's a big ship. When they're saying, oh, this generation, this whole notion of, like, if you don't set your GCSEs at 15, it's derailed your whole life. And I was like, this is nonsense. Just yeah. take a, just delay it a bit. It, yeah. Things don't have to happen that way. No, they don't. Oh. Mickey's having a no I'm not I just it just makes me like so aware of how there is such a gap between who the government want to thrive and who doesn't thrive but it's society and it's widening like I would love to see the data on and that I've already checked Twitter and there is some there is some data but I'm not sure how well checked it's been the Basically, if your results got downgraded, it's probably as a result of your postcode, not as a result of, because the amount of there's the amount of private schools that got deground, uh, degraded, downgraded, is significantly less than the amount of state schools. And isn't the system built in England that you can ask for it to be investigated? But it's a hundred and twenty. Yeah, it's, there's a fee to pay. There's a fee yeah. to pay, and then there's a fee per subject. So yeah. it's an initial one is like a hundred and fifty pound, mm -hmm. and then so it's categorically set up to. Yeah. So if you live in the wrong postcode, and if you don't have disposable income, you're just gonna have to deal with what you got, which is probably now not going to university. But then on the flip side, universities are probably. It's probably a good time to try and go to university because they need people. They need people in after mm -hmm. the whole. Yeah, turmoil yeah. but surely there's a better way of building a relationship with the university and working out if you're the right fit and whether they want you there regardless of your grades yeah there's i understand yeah. that like if you completely are operating on a different level maybe jumping into a degree like if if i was like yep yeah, i'm gonna go do my physics degree now they may have to put a lot more effort into me catching up than mm. someone that's awesome at physics. But yeah. That's not to say that you I shouldn't do it. But also, why am I doing a degree in physics? Because if it's like, well, it's really like the stars, just go and watch Neil deGrasse yeah. Tyson. Degrees are not a measure of intelligence in isolation. No, not at all. And also, with that comes out. So I didn't write notes. This is the. Oh, I wrote quite a lot of notes on the oh, whole downgrading fine. thing. But I oh. was like, I'm 
I don't think I should touch them. Maybe you should do a deep dive into it. No. Nikki's I just, no, first solo because... podcast. Are they, is it solutions based or is it a rant? It's, it's a rant. <laughs> There's no solution. I, I, Maybe that should be... I a... haven't had enough time to process it and figure out what the solution is going forward because all I've done is just sit in anger and frustration for the last 24 hours and just read a lot of other people feeling the same way on social media. I, just, I would love to be able to find, find a solution. But how far do we go where we just let the government do stuff like this to us? Well, exactly. This, this is like, how, how long, so, you know, how, I'm going to swear, but how long do you keep letting them fuck up young, like, young people's lives before you think this is enough is enough now? I just hope there's a lot of rebellious schools out there that are like, look, they already do it. The inspectors come in. They do something completely I different for two weeks. Is. The solution is we now we now help politicise like kids, and we help kids be like, you now need to vote. Like, if you're really pissed off about this, you need to register to vote in the who, next. Who do they vote for? Who do they vote for? There's going to fix. Fucking Tories. Yeah, but who's going to fix this other than getting the Tories out? When I've had a solution laid. But why should it be? Why are the government responsible for that? Why are we not devolving power to schools mm. to be like, hey, what's the measure of a successful school? But because standardize that is the exams or. But that's all. That's always going to be controlled by the, that's controlled by the government. No, the government serve us. If we said we just want schools to exist as education centres. Mm. And the measures, if kids want to take exams, that's fine. Who are we to say that kids have to have GCSEs? If employers don't, like, everyone's just buying into the system. Mm. Yeah, but what, what you're talking about is a huge culture shift. Yeah. From a lot of people in a lot of different spaces. Which, in, like, a blue sky world, in, like, a perfect world, yeah, that should 100% Nah, just happen. let Stormzy happen. do a post about it and it'll... That'll happen. That's what we need. More handsome, articulate humans saying it. Hmm. Can I don't know? Can Jesse J write a song about Jesse J? Christ, that's a little oh throwback. There. Blaspheming now, too, are you? <laughs> I read an article on that. What blasphemy? Uh, yeah, I don't think God is bothered about you taking His name in vain because that's not what it means. Taking the Lord's name in vain is. Not the same. It's not saying, "Oh my God, did you just do that?" Mm. But, it but it does offend people. So okay, sorry. <sighs> you don't have to apologise to me. Does it offend I, me? I'm sorry, but I didn't even mean that. Sorry, <laughs> I said it. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not um, sorry. Yeah, I yes, it is blue sky thinking, but it's it's as achievable as in tomorrow. Schools could be like, "Cool, we're just going to educate kids," mm -hmm. and at the end of it, if they want to take some exams, do you know what? I'd wager my investment from Jeff Bezos, all £600,000, that if we all just overnight followed that, in 10 years' time, everyone would be smarter. Bang! I've said it. Said Job it. done. Outrageous call. But... Outrageous call. You, you hear it here first. If you would like to join my school, I won't be there teaching, but I'm going to set up a school. Yeah. No, I'm just, I don't know. Right now, I just feel really angry, and I wish I could Good. have... Yeah, I wish I could not just be venting and be angry. I wish I had, right now, something to be like, going forward, this is what we should do. But I'm just really angry about it. I'm just really angry for young people. 
But if you don't teach people the skills of learning, not yeah. memorising, not doing exams, then you end up with a society that reads the Daily Mail as a factual... Yeah. You, you end up with a society that believe that migrants are the problem. You end up with a society that believe let's, that... Let's not get me venting about that this week either. Can, should we start a Kickstarter for anyone that owns a boat and be like, yo, let, let's just go... Like, I'll, let's just pay and... Do you know that you're, it's... I think I shared it. It's not illegal to cross yeah i saw i think i saw this post yeah yeah i just think the phrase and like there's no such like illegal immigrants and refugees and asylum seekers are completely different things yeah i just think if you're at the point where you are going to cross a sea in a unsafe vessel with your children you cross the sea at all you have you're reached welcome. a point of desperation that you cannot comprehend, like, I will never, ever be able to comprehend that level of... <laughs> 2020's got a few months left. Well. <laughs> but also, if they're that resourceful, crack on. We need more people that, that are able that... to cross the sea. Yeah, thank you. Just fucking, everyone can fuck off about that whole argument. The journalists that are sat there on boats filming that and being like, look what's happening behind me. Have you seen they can get in the fucking sea. Have you seen the wettest response ever from the BBC about that? I don't even want to see it. Don't even care. I'm just, I'm just so, like, they are human beings yes. that have reached a certain point in their lives where they thought, I have no other option but to put my children in a rubber ring and attempt to make a new life for myself, which I will be making on pittance. And people are turning around being like, nah, you're not welcome here. The reason we voted out is because we didn't want people doing this. So if you put seven and a half thousand, that's the top end estimate of the number of people that are going to try and cross yeah. the sea and retaliate yeah. here. If you put them, if they all moved across the UK, there's 64 million people in the UK and it's 7,000. Like, you would never meet one. No. How many people have ever met? But what? What impact would it have on your life if one, if a refugee... If a human being... If a human being moved next door to you? Oh, but they don't look like me, so... Fucking hell. Like... It's just a sorry state of, like, humans when we cannot empathise at that point. Like, as in, like... You shouldn't even need to empathise. It's just... It's a, an imaginary line. Well, no, because I think that it's... I think... I, a lot of this comes from the fact that we are completely devoid also, of any empathy for yeah. this. And on a sicker level as well, how many empty cruise ships are sitting in the sea right now that could provide just fine, okay, here's a great idea. <laughs> here's a great idea. Um, let's just let asylum seekers move into the boats that are rotting at sea right now. Just there we go. move it. Do you know oil rigs? Oil rigs get decommissioned and are just left for years. And they're basically hotels. Yeah. Hotels in the sea. Just. And there's people that go urban exploring on canoes and break into them. Yeah. I feel like if there was more YouTube out there, a bunch of dudes in Cali could be like, let's go set up a yeah. country. Oilandia. I don't know. And then a bunch of British people would be like, oh my gosh, let us in. And they could be like, no. No. Shoot them. <laughs> Stay out. Down. I'm the poor. 
Just don't really know what to say about that either this week. So I do wonder whether... <laughs> it. I think that we are both bristling at the moment oh which makes it a little bristling bit would be an, an understatement for me i think but it makes it a little bit disjointed to have conversations so you know when you think about the ah, who cares about the users no but the listeners experience you know when we Sorry. are i know that you are definitely biting your tongue yeah about stuff and i am biting my tongue about stuff and it's like spaghetti junction in my brain sometimes about what to talk about whether having like oh, a list of things to work through but also, I think the more we just... It, it's difficult when you're sitting in a back garden and your kids have to come out and also might and just look at plugs. So you, you don't ever switch off no. to that. But the notion of maybe just doing more, we'll find what works. Um, and whether the, the show then has sections and we get to bits. Because there are some interesting questions. I put like a yeah. general talking point out that we can get to. Um, but if you are into Mickey's rants... I am. It's great. I think we just crack on with this, but I, we were laughing the other day saying <laughs> for 97 of you out there, also that 97 is not weekly listeners, just no, to be clear. So <laughs> um, you know, whether we, like I, I would probably record three to seven podcasts a week because they're just conversations. I don't know why more people don't. You learn more about yourself because you have to think about what you're saying. Yeah, I agree. Should we do, should we do two a week now? Five. Oh, yeah, I'm just full-time podcasters. Okay. Unpaid. <laughs> We're volunteer podcasters. Okay, moving on to the next section. Next section. Are you going to edit all this out or is this going to be like a three-hour long podcast? Are we doing a Joe Rogan on this It's one? not even three hours, not even close to three hours. I beg to differ. Hang fire. Okay. Via the world of Instagram, on two accounts, I reached out asking for anyone to get in touch uh, if they wanted us to talk about something. Um, not as abusive as I thought. So, That's good. Um, can you talk about the royal family being a race of underground lizard people who wear human skin? Episode six. Episode Nailed six. It. We talk about it. Um, well, so, do, so there's another one. It's a great question. Don't get it's into it yet. Okay. Um, how Hermione carried Harry and Ron, strong girls. I think that's a podcast. I think we can do um, an offshoot Potter, not J.K. Rowling, but a the Potter Wizarding one. World of Harry Potter. Stand by that, though. Podcast, if you want to. We can indulge that. I think the films make that... They take... They really run with that. They, they like... I think the films... What do you call it? Okay, so... I'm not, I'm not going to, like... I'm, this, yeah, but I'm then not there's gonna... the casting as well, because... This Emma is what Watson... I mean. So, no. Mm, okay, so I think the films extra... No. <laughs> I think the films... Extrapolate. Extrapolate that. that. Exacerbate. Exacerbate. I think the films exasperate, exacerbate that immensely. Can we just take a moment? I don't have a degree. You're welcome. I ran out of words. I've got a lot of words in my brain. You got too... You are too clever. And I'm just thick enough to retain a few yeah. fancy words to hide my stupidity. Um, fishing. I think fishing is a good one that we could talk about. When we talk, when we do the self-care. I think fishing I think. fits really well with mindfulness and self-care. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. fishing is meditation for people that don't want to do rules. So just as with a, a bit of death. 
Oh my god, sometimes watching them fish. On a side note, went on holiday for a few days. Um, and we were at a castle with a lake down the bottom. And we could see a man catching fish. And he caught a fish when we were there. Oh wow. And he, it was silent so he could hear us. And I was like, the man's caught a fish. And then I, as he reeled it in, I was sitting there with the kids. And I was like, right, brace yourselves. Because it's going to go one of two ways. You're either going to see yeah. death happen. Yeah. And the man looked up unhooked the fish and put it back and I thought have I just wrecked your day because he, he looked up and saw three children under the age of eight and must have thought I can't, I can't, I can't club this fish yeah. to death right no but now. I think that that is fishing is almost as much of a people want to say that fishing is boring and whatever I think it is one of the best examples of being mindful unless I bet there's the exceptions of the rule will be the mindless people but mm. I, I watch a lot of fishermen and they are completely content not talking well, to just, each other, it's like, they're just there. Yeah, so when I've been with Kerry and, and Goodman and Bola, they've, it's, they don't talk, they don't necessarily talk to each other, they'll make a few comments, but it is very much like they're quiet, they're just, it's, it's like quite repetitive, you know, and it just, and you're by, like, can you think of a better place to be than on the coast on some rocks with no one else around you? But then people also fish in artificial ponds. Okay, I draw the line there. <laughs> but no, they, I mean, but it's still degrees of it, isn't it? It's obviously a place for people to decompress and be not ponder big questions, but literally well, like, or figuratively not you, be. I think if you're someone thinking. with an overactive brain, yeah, it's, you can just completely switch off. But we can, yeah. And if you've got an underactive brain, you would notice anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, like, so everyone should be fishing. Yeah. You've had a great question in. Uh, so. I'm not doing them in order because obviously we get into some of them. So um, one of them is the sign on the M4 passport Talbot. Poor air quality kills, reduce your speed next to the seal works. So I noticed this sign and I think the exact same, I read it the exact same way that this person has said it, in that it sounds as if, go slower so you can die. Right. Read it, like read it again. The okay, ready? Poor air quality kills. Reduce your speed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very. It's, it, not... it's like a social commentary on Port Albert. Port Albert has poor air quality, <laughs> so if you reduce your speed. Yeah. But, but yeah. what they're saying is, if you drive at fifty miles an hour, it will reduce the amount of. They've got another one. In, they've got one in Newport as well. Yeah, they? you know what that is, though, don't you? It's uh, mind control. Five G. There we go. There's five G in Port Albert, and then we slow down so you can absorb enough of it that they can get you to vote Tory. There we go. But no, I agree with that. I think it's a very, uh, not very, it's just a poorly thought out sign. But I don't think <laughs> anyone, anyone, anyone is driving along there. Everyone tolerates the 50 miles an hour purely on the notion of they don't want a speeding ticket. Yeah, oh yeah, there's, they, they, people do not think of why, um, why is this in place? And it's just an inconvenience to me getting home. Also, yeah, like next to the steelworks, it's like poor air quality. It's you driving your car past. Yeah. Ignore. The Steelworks. The largest factory, like, wasn't it the largest continuous production line on the planet? <laughs> that wouldn't the it was a, a five yeah. mile long oh or something. Oh my god. Someone Wikipedia that, but it, yeah. Doesn't surprise me. And I've always wondered about that. That is not just steam going out at the top of those chimneys. <laughs> They're just billowing at. Well, one of them is constantly on fire. Yeah. So, like. Yeah, but it's cold in Botalbert, so it's to warm. Mm. But. Yeah, I think it's just really funny that they're like, the cars are the problem here, guys. But also, if you want to know, in Port Albert, what the air quality is like, 
You can smell it. Like, the fact that we allow people to live there concerns me. Mm. Like, if you're breathing air, you know when you're next to something that smells bad, you move mm. away from it, or you try not, you know, like, you don't take big... Growing up, that was my favourite thing. My One of my best friends growing up once well. described farts as particles of poo, that you were breathing in particles of poo in. I guess technically they're correct, and it really disturbed me. So now whenever I smell anything, I'm like, that's particles of that thing. The tone has been lowered. <laughs> this is the tone that we should operate on at all times. So yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah. A, I like that sign. Um, shout out to Glasshouse Multimedia. They responded to our question with, if you ever need studio time in Vegas, we're your guys. Well, it's funnily enough. Um, Funny you should say that, I'm booking a flight tomorrow. I've been to Vegas a lot of times, so if I'd known back then... <laughs> I've never been. Maybe I'll do, we'll do an episode with Aaron. Aaron Jackman, greatest tattooist in Las Vegas. Shout out to Aaron. When we come out, Shout we'll go to Gla Glasshouse Multimedia. Thanks very much. Me and Oda we'll hook you trip. up. Obviously, I don't think me and you. I think they're. I think they're, impli I think they're implying that we should pay them, but I'm <laughs> taking it as they've offered they've, us. They've invited. Yeah. See, uh, I'll see if Jeff can fly us out. <laughs> um, okay, and here's a yes, but I can't remember. Um, maybe philosophy, connection, power, control. Mm-hmm. Take it back. Take it. You, Take it back. Ultimately, you give away control and power unknowingly unknowingly to people regularly we regularly do it unwittingly and wittingly does mm -hmm. anyone wittingly do stuff i wittingly i knowingly did this uh, probably just like, yeah um yeah take it back i think there's a lot of people who are very philosophical that don't know it yeah. that's what i like about the concept of universal truths so the question of if you eradicated knowledge, I think it was Ricky Gervais said that if all human knowledge was wiped out in a cataclysmic event, eventually someone would discover penicillin mm. again, mm -hmm. and that there's things, you know, yeah. but would they discover the stories of the Bible, say, or yeah. religion? But one of the caveats is, I think they would discover kindness. Yeah. I think a universal truth is people are innately cruel, they're innately kind, so like some of the messages would be there but yeah not like penicillin and that notion of where was i asking so philosophy i think if you look at the root of a lot of philosophies that people know them without knowing yeah zen philosophy yeah i agree there are people practicing chop wood carry water without knowing the, the power of the, the stories well yeah what the proverb is because it's true and if it's true it will exist exactly yeah so I hope that sews up all those. Mm, definitely doesn't. I mean, we've very lightly touched on them. Yeah, but it's interesting. And, it, you know, doing a Q&A as opposed to, you know, there's there's talking points that maybe that would be a good one to explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. It's just interesting to hear what other people want you to talk about as well. I yeah. Think. Especially when they're like, yeah, why don't you talk about this? I won't be listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. Oh, I've got loads of time on the card. It's fine. Let's crack on. So much time. Six hour podcast. Let's not do a six hour podcast. Why not? Why are you limiting no yourself? No one is going to finish that. They don't have to listen all in one. You can pause. You can You can pause and come back. 
Just like an audiobook. Make a cup of tea. Available on audi Audible. Which you shouted at me for endorsing and then re-endorsed them. <laughs> no, I'm just saying Amazon could give us money and I'd be fine with that because I would use it for good. I'd yeah. spend it in a small shop, not on Amazon. Well, so it's help set up a community of creators and people don't want to explore their passions in a unit. Yeah. Yes. Do you think things like Amazon... Yeah, the notion of... So there's a there's a movement to kind of support non-globalised giant evil corporations. Yeah. But is it possible? Is Amazon so big right now that... And are they that successful because they offered... So someone posted the other day about, you know, Uber are not successful because they've done anything wrong they just offered what people wanted well it's convenience isn't it hmm. like amazon and to is compete with amazon like, do you do you what people are asking people to do is be patient and not order stuff prime on same day delivery i mean but if someone is offering that and you need it exactly so is it up to everyone else now to step up their game mm. or do we need to look at society in general well i think it's it's just what we've, as a society, what we expect now. We expect things instantly. Yeah, and which is like dangerous. At the touch of a button. Yeah. We don't know how to. We, I don't think we. I think we're losing patience. Like oh. as a as a. Well, they've proven it. Characteristic that like we don't we n we don't have patience at all anymore. Well, the fact that I refer to what I write on Instagram as long form writing, that and I know that people can't make it to the bottom of like the two hundred characters yeah. there. Yeah. But they've shown that people's attention spans are chronically reduced. Mm -hmm. Mine is. How often do you find yourself watching TV on your phone? Yeah, well, it's and insane, doing isn't something it? else. Well, we don't know how to be bored either anymore. Oh, my kids do. They're because they are always bored. They know how to be bored. They just don't know how to deal with. Yeah, them. yeah. But we, I don't, I think, I, I don't think we know how to be bored. But it's now. it's rewiring our brains in a negative way. Mm -hmm. And the notion of delayed gratification and chopping wood and carry water to the point that you end up with a degree or a doctorate or a master's like how do you instill those values mm -hmm. and is you know again that's another thing with the education system if you know it's like work to this date get your exam everything is about results there you know it, it, the whole system is rigged the wrong way it's yeah. not for the the process no it's for the end result hmm and you want to get to that end point as quick as possible. Which and is now you, why you can take GCSEs in year nine. Year nine? Oh, I did one in year ten. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think that's... <laughs> You're I don't right, think, yeah. I don't think yeah, I'm not impressed. Whatever. Well, no, I, but technically, it would have been like, I mean, it's the equivalent of an A-level these days. Probably a degree. What, your GCSEs? Because they were For sure. much more difficult than everyone else's. No, I just made them that difficult mm. by not attending. <laughs> yeah. But that, I mean, that that's not... To, like people aren't self-selecting to do that no but yeah but with the podcast we don't if you've listened to any of them you'd know that the end result is not the purpose of them no it's the sitting down and having the conversation exactly so here's the episode eight nine and ten double figures soon why are we especially we if we do on the tenth one. Oh, if we go two a week well we'll we'd, be... we'd hit it in two well we'd be on ten this time it's Should we just, yeah. 
Are we going to do two a week? Should we do two a week? Make them shorter. <laughs> no, that's not the point. I don't I know. It'd be easy to make them shorter if we just picked something to talk about, but that's not the fun bit. No, the fun bit is probably... Is watching you squirm awkwardly when you're like, Ooh, I don't know, don't, don't make me talk about this. I think it just holds up a measure of... I want to talk about stuff and then I realise I don't know anything about it. It's good, it's good for me. <laughs> right, I'm really angry about this, don't know anything about it, but I'm angry about it. Well, that's how it. I felt, like, today. I was like, I'm really angry about a lot of things and I want to talk about them. And then when it came to talking about them, I was like, oh, I don't really know how to convey my anger about them. Yeah, you do. It's about people that have power wielding it. Like, the, I don't even think now that it is unknown. You can say that sometimes politicians and governments blunder and unknowingly punish the poor. But right now they seem to be explicitly trying yeah. to reinforce... Which, but what would you expect? Mimetic frames. If you are educated in misogynist, elitist, like, private schools, what do you expect those people to be when they're grown up and yeah. their leaders? But we sleepwalk through life where we allow this to happen. Mm-hmm. We do. It's pretty frightening. And it is easy to become completely disengaged and feel helpless and then the big like yes you should use your vote but if you think that voting is going to change this you're sorely mistaken in isolation mm. like it, I don't think right now that Keir Starmer is going I know nothing about politics but he doesn't I don't see a lot on the news about him challenging what's no. going on or speaking out about it or doing anything really I don't even I, do, I don't watch the news but it doesn't appear on my timeline other than some people I know who are into politics being frustrated with him for not being Labour enough not being Labour but there is no viable alternative to it. so I, I don't I think as much as we have A I don't think that race is a political issue if you think that racism is a political issue not a hu like a human right that's the thing it's not you know so, people are like oh i don't like talking about politics it's not politics no so i'm um, this week the rfu sorry to go back to team sports but the rfu put out a statement from england rugby saying that we as players just want to let you know that we stand together and we will not tolerate racism in our sport hashtag black lives matter and loads of rugby fans were like, um, you've, you've bought into a politicised um, agenda now. Um, I will not be buying tickets anymore. Great. Perfect. Fucking great. No one Stay wants you there anyway. But the, the fact that people think it is a political agenda to hashtag that is insanity. Like, the fact that they can't see that it's a human... It definitely affects is affected by politics, but it yeah. is not political to... Like, it's not political to want all lives to be matter is not a political people. stance it's a racist stance yeah the same people that have hashtag all lives matter are now furious at people uh, are furious at refugees have you seen that woman with the commenting on it in, in the background of a video on this one she's got a poster about being kind and she's her. talking about putting barbed wire I hate her across the you know like there's there's the the 
saying of get in the sea, and then there's the saying of like actually like let's put some people in the sea. Mm -hmm. I let's put some people on minimum wage, and let's put them in the let's sea. Let's not have a minimum let's wage. See. Let's have a living wage. Let's work out mm -hmm. what it costs to live. So the the minimum wage was supposed to be um, enough so that a single provider from a family regardless of your opinions on nuclear families mm -hmm. but like if you had um two adults and children living at home a minimum wage would be enough to support the whole family the whole family yeah, it's not enough to support anything anyway that's you know again a deep dive in that someone is doing better maybe we should just become a podcast that's like you should listen to this <laughs> one just on this, listen on this one <laughs> Or we're just bringing up issues that are going to make people be like, I need to go research that. Hmm. But it was really nice. So shout out to Claire Tregonin if oh you are God, yes. hashtag still listening. If you're hashtag still listening, thank you so much for but, shouting us out. Yeah, took me In the same sentence surprise. as Michelle Obama. Look, you know, I think Michelle, you she's know. She's doing an alright job. I mean, she's trying. She's new to this podcasting game. We've been going weeks in. longer. Exactly. <laughs> But no, the fact that you just don't realise who's listening. It doesn't no. tell you, you know, but that was really nice to know that someone connects. Was listening to it. You may have lost her on this one. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I got to six. And then I thought seven was just too much. So Mickey's too angry all the time. She's what? fine until she's had two coffees. I feel then... like putting together the first ones, I remember it was so easy because I'd sit down and be like, oh, I know exactly what we talked about. And the last few, I've been like, am I supposed to be cutting anything out of this? Did, did What did we talk about? And then, you know, writing up the, the thing, blurb, like, I'm I like, I, no don't know, I don't know. Mickey got angry. Last week was another level. This week is also another level, really. But it's just been an angry two weeks. I mean, even even your mum and dad aren't listening. Yeah, mum and dad have given up now, so. Cursed. Hiya. Hi, cursed. Hi, Jen. She's probably furious before she's annoyed that you called her a squib last week, so <laughs> She's like, um, I did not like the squib comment, but that's fine. This week I probably upset Carrie. I don't think your sister should be offended because I am not prejudiced against squibs. That's you. No. Yeah, you said right. we're gonna get through a whole episode without actually deep diving into Harry Potter. No, that is not what I said. It's not what you said, it's what you implied. No. I stand by what I said and it wasn't it also, wasn't. don't worry, because I, uh... We don't need glue anymore, guys. Oh, I mean, they're not totally fixed, but my entire shoe separate. I, I've got a magic ability to separate the shoe from the sole. It happens on every pair of shoes. But I found some Gorilla Glue, so... There we go. How's your hiking boots? Do you want me to fix those? Yeah, can you fix them, actually? Also, I need you to, um, tap out the bottom of this again. I dropped it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's my water bottle. I know it doesn't stand up. Doesn't stand up, but well, it just bobbles around like a weeble's wobble, but they don't fall down. Well, anyway, I enjoy talking to you. Well, I enjoy talking to you as well. On the weekly. Yeah. And if you if you enjoy it, that's awesome. If you don't, start your own podcast. Start a comp start a comp like a rival podcast. No, it's not a finite look growth mindset. It's not a finite pie. Someone else starting a podcast does not take away from our podcast. No, it doesn't. Your, no, someone's success doesn't dampen your success. In fact, if someone started a podcast and they were like, yeah, I did it because that other one was so annoying, I'd be like, like, 
Yeah. Yeah. We've succeeded. Right, so, yeah. It's really bit there this week. It's Mickey. Tatami is over. No, I just feel like this could go on for hours and hours. Yeah, it could. I mean, I could probably do this for like nine hours at a time. Yeah, 100%. No one would listen. last, but... <laughs> no one would listen. Okay, so, Mickey, what are you on the hawk for this week? How's your coffee supply? Amazing. Shout out to everyone that sent me coffee. It's took the oat latte sachets down the beach. They were perfect. Don't need to take everything else with me, which is sometimes annoying. You've got to take like, the coffee and then the milk and it's all in your backpack. But just a little sachet of oat latte, banging in there, some water, lovely on the beach. Really nice. And then my coffee beans, lovely coffee. How's your free sachets going? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Not bitter or annoyed about it. So, you know, if I'm uh, still open for coffee. It's fine. Jeff, whenever, you, whenever you're ready. Jeff ain't listening. How do you know? I'd be very surprised if he's found two. <laughs> My neighbour's extremely excited about the idea of Jeff Bezos listening. Um, if he's listened to two idiots from Swansea. Okay. Namaste. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. Borders aren't real. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.